0: Peter Skaronsky is your newest Tennessee Titan. The Titans select him at pick 11. A lot of rumors swore around before this draft started. A lot of them were getting us super excited. But at the end of the day, we take an offensive lineman first. We're going to get into it and in our thoughts on this uh, very late draft reaction uh, sick podcast, Talk of Titans episode. Sammy, start me up. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to the sick, sick podcast. podcast talking Titans,
1: ladies and gentlemen. 94 yards. Touchdown, Titan. He is the baddest man in the NFL, and he just took her to the house.
0: The sickest Tennessee Titans podcast. Zach! It's gonna be sick. All right, fellas. Uh, we've waited long, long days, hours for this moment. Had a lot, of high, a lot of high expectations for what the Titans were doing this first round. A lot of it stemmed at the quarterback position, but we decide not to take one, probably uh, because of the fact that Houston shook things up, taking Stroud too. But regardless, uh, don't get a quarterback here. Take a tackle, which seems already he's probably going to play guard according to Vrabel, but uh, take a tackle from Northwestern, Peter Skaronsky at 11. Initial thoughts, uh, Vin, start us off.
1: I mean, if you look at a thing from an outside perspective, it makes complete sense. <clears throat> whole off offseason, um, starting with free agency, was very conservative. No long-term deals, no huge splashes. A lot of players with – um, a high upside and low risk, high reward. So when you look at it from that perspective, you can totally see why Skoronsky was the pick at 11, probably the surest thing of any uh, offensive lineman in this draft outside, maybe Paris Johnson, depending on, you know, who you prefer. But when it comes down to it, I think we all can agree Skaransky is going to be probably a pro bowl type player for a very long time. But the funny thing is with this franchise is, we're so good – sorry, I got something in my eye – at picking perennial offensive linemen who end up being Hall of Famers, but at the end of the day, it's all for nothing because we haven't won shit as a franchise. But you could line them up. you know, Matthews, Munchak, Lulon, Roos, Ben Jones, just phenomenal offensive linemen we've had over the years, which is all fine and dandy. But at the end of the day, if it doesn't net you um, a Super Bowl, then what's the point? I think we are all a little disappointed, even though it's hard to be mad at the pick because Karonski will be a good player for a very long time. I suspect he will wear the two-tone blue for at least a decade. But, you know, two hours before the draft, you have rumors speculating that not only are we going to move up to three to go get C.J. Stroud, we are going to pair him up. Excuse me. Drank a little too many beers tonight. This podcast is brought to you by Rolling Rock. Oh, my God. Um, (laughs) I'm
0: not going
1: to be happy about that one. No, it's all right. Listen, definitely. what do the people expect when you're getting a podcast, 1205 at night, the night of a draft? I mean, come on, grow up here, grow up. <laughs> um, So I think when you get rumors that we are trading up to go get our franchise guy and we could potentially pair him up with DeAndre Hopkins, then we have room, then we have just images in our head of CJ Stroud and DeAndre Hopkins and and Traylon Burks, and Chig, and Henry, and all of a sudden, it's like, wow, this could really turn into something like very quickly, just for Houston to shit on our dreams and take Stroud, which means one thing, Stroud was their guy the whole time. The Will Anderson thing was obviously all smoke and mirrors, even though they pulled a rabbit out of their hat last minute and moved up to three to get not only CJ Stroud, but Will Anderson, but Apparently they knew all along they were taking Stroud at two, and they were just, like I said, playing poker, posturing with the rest of the league, um, to make them panic, to make everyone think that they weren't taking quarterback at two. But good for them. They took their guy. I think CJ Stroud will be great, even though I hope he's fucking awful. But now you have a division that has Trevor Lawrence, CJ Stroud, Anthony Richardson, and then our old boy, Ryan Tannehill. So it's hard to get excited. Um, <clears throat> When you look at it like that, but the pick in and of itself was a solid pick. He will be a perennial pro bowler, hopefully an all pro for over a decade with our team. We just have to hope that that's not all it is. And there's some other accolades in the uh, such as a Lombardi trophy that come along with it. Couldn't get the word out. Like I said, a lot of beers tonight, but I don't want to rant too long. Let's see how my man Jared feels with that. Got awful goatees got going on.
2: (laughs) It's all good. Listen, everybody wanted the sexy pick like we talked about um, earlier on Twitter and on the the podcast earlier in this week. We thought we were all getting C.J. Stroud or even Jackson Smith and Jigba. I pounded the table for over a month and a half now with multiple guests that I wanted Jackson Smith and Jigba because, like Sal said, we needed a needle mover um, on offense. And uh, the needle mover that we had got at 11 is uh, Peter Skaronsky. Um, some of the uh, the good things that we have for him is uh, he was an um, unanimous All-American, big, uh, big Ten Offensive Lineman of the Year, um, and he made 33 starts. Because I'm the stat guy on the podcast, I like th- I like doing the stats. Uh, he made 33 starts in his career at Northwestern at uh, left tackle. Um, he was the only offensive tackle in college football with 830. Plus snaps with six or few pressures. So I mean, we got a bowler, a technician, in my opinion. So I give this, I give this an A plus. A lot of these guys like uh, Daniel Jeremiah and um, Mel Kiper had you know him as one of the best offensive linemen in the draft. So to get him at eleven it, it is great. Um, some of the things I wrote down um, for um, his his positives where he explodes out of his stance, great footwork, transitions in, into the anchor very quickly. And uh, he's under control. And he's very versatile. Like like you said, who knows if he's gonna he's gonna beat out uh, uh what is his name Dillard, Dillard that we saw, Dillard
1: Dillard yeah. offensive
2: oh, tackle or if he's gonna play o- offensive guard. Who knows? But we know we have an anchor now on the offensive line um, to help protect Ryan Tannehill. Now that we know he's probably gonna be the quarterback for this upcoming season. I know everybody hates to see it, but listen, I texted you guys earlier on in the draft. I said hopefully this old guy and Ryan Tannikle can stunt on these young holes, win a division. I understand we want the quarterback next year, but you know, maybe we move up next year for the quarterback. I don't know, but you know, we'll see what happens. RT's about to stunt on these holes, though.
0: How are we beating the Jaguars as it stands right now? Right as, now, as you,
2: r- right now, no. I understand. Come that. On. We, we we need oh, magic, we need magic come work on. with the with the receiver, with the receivers on this team right now, though.
0: Are we forgetting that Trevor Lawrence is about to get Calvin Ridley as well? We're forgetting that. We're forgetting that they're probably going to give Ingram an extension, who's going to only get better the longer he stays there. They already have a great running back, great defense, great coach. And what do we got? We got Ryan Tannehill and a fucking tackle at the 11th pick in the draft. I know it's a need. I'm not saying that. I know. But like I've said time and time again, over and over again, this team needed a needle mover at eleven, and when you have a team that has no receivers besides one guy who we don't even know if he's going to be durable for his, and sustain his level of talent throughout an entire season, we have no quarterback for the future, and, and then we just we we take a tackle. I mean, you look at all these teams that have gotten better with these with these with these weapons that have gone in the first round, weapons. Well, yeah, the, rich,
2: the rich definitely got richer. I'm telling you right now, because when you look across the board, every team like, like I was texting in, in the chat before, every team has gotten better and they all have three plus receivers on their team. We have none. I said it before um, to AC before we started this, um, you know, the live chat tonight. We have no one on, on receivers and I don't even trust Traylon Burks. Like you even said, there is nobody on this team. So like we have to hit either Mingo, uh, Michael Mayer. His, he, he's sliding now into the second round. Who knows if we get him at, at pick forty one? You know, but that's a tight end. Who he, he's not a needle mover. You know, you, you need Mingo or Wyatt to stretch the field. They they keep talking about speed and athleticism on the on the on the, on offense. You, you know, Jackson Smith would have been the pick, but I, I don't know, man.
0: I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna say it now, and I'm gonna get so much heat for this.
2: Don't even don't even do it.
0: Don't even I'm do it. 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 Don't. No, I'm gonna say it. If Levis is there at forty-one, oh, no. If Levis is there at forty-one, then then you get him. The value is off the charts. Okay, I know he's slid. Listen, not every quarterback that slides means he's definitely gonna be bad. That that doesn't always mean that that's the case. Okay, you, you're getting insane value for a guy who, again, Mel had has the best quarterback in this draft. Okay, that needs to be brought up. Mel Not Kiper's like he's a always fucking suit. Right. Not like he's always right, but for the record, he said that. Then, I mean, listen, you're, you're taking a shot in the dark on essentially any wide receiver you take in the second round anyway. So why don't you take a wide receiver at three, whatever's the best available, and you go get a guy who has a lot of potential. I, I, I'm sorry. I mean, what else are you doing here? If 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 Trey Flowers are still Vin, up there, let me let me okay. go before you go.
2: Listen what? before before Vin goes because I know he he's me and him had a, a huge podcast with um John Vogel about the uh, Will Levis whole deal. Instead of Will Levis at 41, you want to go uh, with the best wide receiver in college football. Technically, who won the award was Jalen High. Go after him with the speed and versatility. Vin, take it over with the Will Levis now.
1: I think the only thing we learned about Will Levis tonight is that he has a really, really good-looking family, and that's <laughs> about it. Okay, because if you want to look at, you know, taking a chance on him, what's the point when you took a chance on someone like Malik Willis last year? I would rather you go with someone like Hendon Hooker, who's probably a little, uh, he's definitely a little older, a little more mature. Well, probably be
0: twenty-six been... at the start of the
1: season. Okay, all right, well. All right. So, what do you want? A twenty, a twenty-three-year-old, a twenty-three-year-old will leave us because he's because he's fucking three years younger. Who gives a fuck? If you're gonna have the guy for ten fucking years, what's the difference?
0: You're not gonna have Hendon Hooker
1: saying, for ten I, years. I, 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 I don't fucking want either of them. I'd rather have Hendon Hooker, who was going to be a top five pick. If he didn't tear his knee up, then some fucking goofball who eats fucking bananas with the peels on him and puts mayo in his fucking coffee and all of a sudden <laughs> overnight throws 80 yards on his knees and hits the fucking crossbar. Congratulations. Let's see what you could do with pads on against NFL talent. I'm not buying it. I'm not in on this kid. I don't want him within a 1,000 feet of our fucking building, to be honest with you. I think personally we are not taking quarterback, whether it's hooker whether it's uh, levies, I think at 41, if mayor's there, we take him. Because what has this off-season taught you about this new front office, at least with their approach right now? Excuse me. It's conservative. We want sure things. We want low-risk, high-reward. That's what we went after in free agency.
2: And what we went after and the first
1: round. We, And it's what we did tonight. If we want to continue that trend, which – there's nothing to show that we would buck that trend considering what we've done the last four months. We will go with more of a short thing with someone like Michael Mayer, who is going to be your tight end for the next six, seven, eight years. We have we can a tight block. end, though. We have a tight end. So, you, need, you, can, you can have two tight ends. There's nothing wrong with that. Chick can't do everything. There's, there's, nothing wrong with, there's, nothing, there's nothing wrong with taking someone like Mayer with the 41st pick if he's there. Because guess what? Let's just say you take levies, and then what? Or you take Hooker, and then what? Then you have three quarterbacks on the roster, none of which who you think could maybe be that guy going forward. Because if someone thought Levy's was going to be Josh Allen, there's no way he's falling out of the fucking first round. Josh Allen looked a little shaky his first two years in the league. And he but still Bills, went seven. What?
2: And he still went seven. Exactly.
1: That. But the Bills got it right, and there was something about him. To me, if Levy's is that guy Someone would have took a chance on him. It could have been fucking Seattle with the twenty, 20th, 20th, yeah, Minnesota or Seattle with the twentieth pick to have him learn and wait in the wings. But I think that could he be good? Sure, we don't know. But at the end of the day, I don't think there's anything about him to give you confidence besides the fact he hit the crossbar on his knees from sixty five yards. Which cool, looks good. We'll get you a lot of views and a lot of likes. I don't think that that's their move right now as a franchise. There's nothing that they've done to make you think that that's what they're going to do. I think if they go quarterback, I think Hooker's more the deal because you get him a year under Tannehill to get healthy. Then you throw him into the mix the following year. And hopefully in the third round, if Hooker's your second round pick, then you get someone like Mingo in the third round. But I just don't see that happening. I think they go with more of a short thing, maybe a hide in the second round. Maybe a, you you guys know I've been pounding the table on Michael Mayer. I think if he's there at 41, it's a fucking no-brainer. That's how I feel about it. We know you feel different. So elaborate on why you want Will Leves to be our guy at 41 if he's there, which he will be. He absolutely will be. I We need a quarterback.
0: That's, that's what it, listen, if it's hooker, that's fine. I just don't love the fact that he's he, like, he, he's going to hit 30 before his, his, his contracts up his first contract. I mean, that's just mind boggling. Yeah. But
1: quarterbacks can play well until they're late 30. So if you can get him for 10 fucking years and he's going to be a real player, then I have no issue. Then with
0: that. He's going to have to be a hall of famer to play till he's 36 years old.
1: Okay. I think he has as much chance of being a fucking hall of famer as your boy Will Levy's uh, okay. taking him at 24 years old.
0: If you think so, then why wouldn't you want the guy that's – it doesn't matter. Either of them I'd be fine with. But if you're if you're going to go tight end in the second round and keep Tannehill, I, I just I, – I think that's an epic disaster. And just uh, – I, I, I do. I, he, Michael Meyer could be excellent, but you have Chick, who's already underutilized to begin with. Um, we got to get him more involved in the first place. Yeah. And then uh, no receivers at all. I mean, you're, you're, Nick Westbrook is your bona fide number two. He's not even on the team yet. Yes, he's he's not, not even on the team yet. You isn't, he, isn't, gonna, he re, yeah, they, isn't he a he? They might have to overpay for him now. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it's just, listen, the bottom line is it's unfortunate that Houston really fucked this up because I think if they didn't take him, we were going to sell the farm to get up to three and take him. And now I just have, I mean, really, the, the, to me, as it stands now, it's just, Really doom and gloom. I mean, if Flowers was going to still be there at forty-one, I'd have a little bit of hope because he, you know, his his ceiling's incredibly high. Um, but now, you know, the best receiver left outside of Hyatt is the kid from Ole Miss who wasn't projected to really be a top, you know, or at least a first-round pick. And now you got to you got you got to settle for maybe a tight end. It's just, in my opinion, it, only because of the fact that yeah, he slipped. Don't get me wrong, Levis slip. But the bottom line is he was a top five guy. A lot of people, a lot of people hide him higher than Richardson. Okay. And you have an opportunity to get him at 41 when they were when there were rumblings that he he could possibly be going to, to, to the Texans or maybe the Colts. I, I think the value's there. I, I don't foresee him being like an absolute disaster. I, I mean I I think he could he could possibly be good. And and it would make me feel a little bit better that we shirt up our offensive line and got a, a, a top prospect quarterback without giving a th- single thing up. I mean, I think, you know, we've made a, enough mistakes in drafts before. I don't foresee why it would be so crazy to take a swing on a kid with a lot of upside. Um, and, and I'm, I mean, listen, I could give a shit about him eating banana. I mean, I joke about it, but who gives – he could be – he could eat, put dog shit in his coffee for all I care, okay? If he's the guy, if he's a, if he's a competent NFL quarterback – I'm all for it. And I'll tell you another thing, too. And I know this means nothing, but, you know, we're having a pod. We're talking. He looks absolutely livid that he hasn't been picked yet. He looks he looked rattled. rattled. He, he looks rattled. No, it didn't look rattled to me. It looked like he looks
1: rattled. He looks he rattled. like he that. When I saw a picture
2: yeah. of uh, him and Hooker side by side, it was two different vibes Yeah, from, from both of them. It
1: looked like, it Hooker, look
2: it looked like it Hooker was chilling.
1: Look like Hooker was going to tell you God's going to handle it for me. I got God. It looked like Will Levis was looking about which sister or girlfriend he was going to take the fucking picture with because he was frazzled that he didn't have anything Listen, else to look forward to. We we need
2: needs beside besides the quarterback because they obviously are committed to Ryan Tannehill. So going into the second round, or they're Ken talking Lance. about
0: – Is that off the board yet? Who?
2: Trey Lance. Yeah, I mean, I, I I would pull the trigger for Trey Lance. No, no, doubt about that. Over overall, all the other quarterbacks, I would do that. What would
0: that been? What are you no, doing? I, I would, doing?
2: I would I would do that? that. But if we're not doing anything quarterback move wise, and we're going to forty one, there's a need on this team, like we've been saying, and it's wide receiver. They the wide receivers, you know, ones went already. That, that wave has gone and passed. So now, in the beginning of the what, what do we have? 41, the 41st pick. In, yep. in the beginning of the second round, we have to go after the nation's best wide receiver in Jalen Hyatt. You want to stretch the field a little bit, you want to get speed. I know he didn't run a, a, a terrific 40 like he wanted to. He was, you know, sub, I think, 4 4. You have to go after that guy. You have to give Tannehill if he's your quarterback, or if Trey Lance if we're trading for him. You have to surround them with weapons. Chig is going to get more involved. That's why I, I do agree with you, Sal. That Michael Mayer is not going to be the pick, even though if he's still on the board at forty-one, I don't believe that he's going to be the pick. We need wide receivers. I tweeted out the picture of the depth chart. It's 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 god awful. I could put my two twin boys out there, and, and they would put more production than what's out on the field right now. That's how bad it is.
0: But we can't we can't overvalue. Uh, 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 a wide receiver at 41 that shouldn't be picked at 41 just because they need one, in my opinion. But first, no, he- I, need to know, I need to know why vin just threw his hat when I mentioned Trey Lance. What's wrong with that?
1: What, what the fuck that? is there to like about Trey Lance, dude? Uh, listen, man? I'm, a, I'm on board with Trey Lance.
0: Essentially nothing.
1: Fuck. You're just grasping at fucking straws here, Sal, because you want a quarterback so you can go to sleep thinking he's going to be our next fucking guy. And it ain't just going to happen on a whim, with some fucking guy who hasn't played a full season since 2019 against D1 AA talent, who has now snapped his ankle in half, his second year in the league. So not only do you have the unknown of him not playing against anybody for the last four fucking years, now you don't know how he's going to recover from this gruesome injury. So, okay,
0: but you know what I? What is known is that we're about to stick with Ryan Tannehill and go absolutely nowhere.
1: So what did Carolina Sal, – Sal, answer me this. What did Carolina do this year? They traded off from what? What pick? 9-10 was? 9? 9-1? 9. nine, nine, to one. nine. 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 Right. Okay, so maybe they think, let's well, just for argument's sake, to play devil's advocate, that we go 7-10 and 10 this year, and we're competitive, Jacksonville wins a division, whatever the fuck, and we're picking at 9-10. Why can't we do this year – why can't we do next year what Carolina did this year and move up to one and go get our fucking guy? Then all of a sudden you have your Caleb Williams, your Cade Mays linked up with Jay linked up with Burke, linked up to whatever offensive weapon you're going to draft probably in the second round with maybe Henry on another deal. Why not that? Why is that a what, possibility? What
2: happens if a, a, a team at number one next year needs a quarterback? Then, then you're fucked.
1: Okay, well, how many quarterbacks not, here are, are bona fide? There could
2: be three or four.
1: Okay, but there's at least two, right? Caleb yeah. Williams and, and, and this kid Mays?
2: Yeah.
1: So if, if you feel as though you can compete this year enough to be competitive, enough to keep fans' asses in the seats, but you know deep down that there's a, a – a, a, to quote Tony Soprano, Christopher, let's look at the big fucking picture, okay? Maybe the big fucking picture is – to be picking within the top 9, 10, 11 next year, sell whatever you have to fucking get to make sure you get one of those top three guys next year. Maybe we're not putting all of our chips in the middle our first year with this GM. Maybe he pre- presented an idea to Amy Adams and Vrabel that made the most sense that I'm going to go conservative, I have a greater plan, but right now, we're not going to go all in on year one, okay? Yeah.
0: No, I mean, go getting, ahead. getting Trey Lance wouldn't wouldn't i mean I mean it would be I think basically without any risk essentially you're not giving up much to get him. I'm just saying like stick with Tannehill, you're 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 waving the white flag, you're just throwing a year away.
2: Somewhat. I mean yes and no, but they're gonna be competitive. Uh, he is the veteran out of the whole south uh With the young guys So I think we do have a shot at winning the division I understand where you want the franchise quarterback I do, Vin does it, we all want it
1: We all okay. want one
2: Of course, but that's why I, I, I Tend to agree that the Trey Lance Sweepstake is not over I Car- my hat
1: up, Ty. I know you Ran like Carton,
2: start- Carton knows him very well I trust Kyle Shanahan very well With, with um knowledge of the quarterbacks so even if they if they do pull the trigger tomorrow for for uh, Trey Lance, and um, they only have a third round pick, and you and you take a third round pick for him, and you swap a second for next year, I'll do that in a heartbeat.
1: I want nothing to fucking do with this kid. Why is everyone love fucking Trey Lance? Why? Because our quarterback <laughs> is is he's mid. That's why. I'd rather you, and you'll love to hear this, so – I'd rather them fucking start Malik Willis and give him a fucking shot at the starting job on a seventeen game schedule.
0: Why? Trey Lance for six hundred yards in two games.
1: Yeah. So what? And Malik Willis would have beat the Chiefs on the road if Chris Conley dro- doesn't drop that fucking pass. So ifs and buts, man. If my aunt had balls, she'd be my uncle. But
0: uh, but uh, but Vin, I mean, you can't you can't knock anyone for wanting to attempt something. When there's no guarantees, you're going to get a top. Yeah, and I just told you I'd rather
1: attempt to fucking give Malik Willis a shot because I I think he's just as willing, just as deserving of a shot as Trey Lance is right now because Trey Lance threw for 600 yards in a couple games against God knows fucking who in what circumstance late in the season, we don't know. He could have thrown up fucking – 600 yards against some fucking second stringers in week 16 for all we know. Malik Willis also could have beat the Chiefs if Chris Conley didn't drop that fucking pass or if the fucking they don't call holding on whoever the fuck against Kelsey in the end zone at the end of the game. We would have won that game. And then we would have been saying, you know, well, he beat the Chiefs on the road. Let's give him a shot. So if you're going to trade for Trey Lance and think that you're going to maybe be okay, why not just give Malik Willis a fucking chance then and save our fucking pick as opposed to trade for Trey Lance. Trey Lance has
0: been in the league. For th- this will be his third year in the league. He's had starting experience. He's had success starting experience.
1: Success. And it's gonna cost- what is success? 600 yards in a couple games? What yeah, success?
0: that's pretty
1: good. Yeah. Success in this league is when you put together a winning season and take your team to the playoffs. Success isn't thrown for 600 fucking yards. Okay, against. So, how many you're, so, so,
0: so your game plan is stick with Ryan Tannehill, get a tight end in the second round, and – And do you want to try to win next year?
1: I think their goal is to put the most competitive team on the field without overextending themselves. And I don't think they're willing to go balls deep. I know you like that figure of speech. I know you used it before. Year one with this new regime, I think they're going to put the most competitive team on the field they can this first year, and then they will take it from there. There's a reason why they didn't go all in on free agency and go get a huge name. There's a reason why they didn't give anyone more than a three-year deal. There's a reason why they didn't go sign anyone that made us go, wow, we signed a bunch of players that are low risk, high reward. We drafted a player that's low risk excuse me, high reward, and I think, and it's not saying it's what I want to do. Of course, Sal, I would have loved for them to get fucking C.J. Stroud and trade for DeAndre Hopkins. I would have loved that, but if you take a look and take a step back at what this team is doing right now, I think there's a greater picture at hand, and I don't think it's going to be what we want it to look like this first year. I think it is going to be let's compete with what we have, and next year I think Carthon has an idea – of where we might be picking and what we might have to give up to go get that number one, number two, number three pick where then we have our guy. You know what I mean? I understand. It's not like I'm throwing in the white towel and saying, fuck it, then we might as well tank. But that's like you saying, well, let's start Trey Lance. To me, that's just as good as fucking starting Malik Willis. You know what I mean?
0: Trey Lance is already better than Malik Willis already. Uh, Before before we get
2: before we get down the rabbit hole, let's stay focused uh, on the draft and, and what tonight is, because we we have another podcast we got to do on the total wrap up of the whole of the whole draft on Sunday. So we can we can argue about all that stuff. What happens, you know, in in rounds two, three, four, five, six, and seven on Sunday? So uh, all in all, what do you guys really think? How, how the whole first round went, you know, grade wise, whether you know there was some, you know. Reaches in the first round. How do you grade us? What do you guys see us going uh tomorrow in, in rounds two and three? What positions do you guys you know see us attacking? The only um, thing that the
0: only thing that made me scratch my head was the Lions taking a running back. Other than I, that,
2: that was that was ridiculous.
1: Cause Cause they they still have have three. DeAndre Swift and what's his name on the roster?
2: Montgomery.
0: And they got Williams too. No,
2: he he went to he went to uh, New Orleans.
0: Uh, well, regardless, other than that, uh, everything everything outside, I mean, the Stroud picket, too, was upsetting, but nothing surprised me. Seattle got a, a stud receiver to pair with DK. The Ravens got a stud receiver to pair with Odell and Mark Andrews. I'm sure Lamar's really pissed he didn't come to Nashville now. Um, just so many good teams, so many great teams got better. Uh, and again, I've said it once, I'll say it a million times. Everyone has their opinion, and it's valid. You're happy with the Skoransky pick; that's all fine and good. But this team has so many holes on the offensive side of the football—holes that are current, holes that are coming—and uh, you know, I just—I don't think we were aggressive enough. I don't, I, I'm all for taking a safe pick, but take a safe pick at receiver when you got one guy who you can rely on to catch the ball. Maybe. No, no idea whether he's got any kind of longevity or or. Or a stamina to go through a season, he couldn't make it through his first season. Uh, and uh, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. I'm, 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 I'm just, uh, just kind of depressed at this point. I just, I don't see the, the plan for this team. You can go, you can go ahead and and pray to God that we get a, a quarterback next year. But who's to say the same thing isn't going to happen? That the two top guys go one and two. Possible can happen if they win. If they win nine games, they're going to be picking at fifteen. They're going to have to give up two first rounders the next year. When there's still more holes, still more guys we need to have long term. Okay, we're getting. We're probably losing Bayard next year. We're we're probably losing uh, Autry after this year. A lot more holes are going to be even greater moving forward. And now you're going to have to give up more capital to, to go higher again and get a guy. It's just its a very unfortunate situation, and I don't know what the plan is, but the bottom line is you can at least get by if you try to find a guy who can be a perennial franchise quarterback, and no one's going to tell me that it's impossible for Will Levis to be a franchise perennial Pro Bowl-type quarterback. No one's going to tell me it's impossible for Trey Lance to be the guy when he's had literally no chances essentially besides two starts in his NFL career because of injury, um, who was a a top-five pick, 10 minutes ago I mean listen th- there are options available if you want to take it but to settle for trying to get your quarterback next year when the th- this season hasn't even started yet it's just bullshit and I, I don't know I'm, I'm, I'm not for it and uh looks like we're gonna have to go through another year of Ryan Tannehill with no with no guarantees about who's surrounding talent's gonna be and that's it so we'll see who do you who do you
2: see them taking in your eyes in the second and third round before we get to Vin
0: gotta be a wide receiver Absolutely. And have going to be a wide receiver unless, which, again, there's been ties that we like Will Levis. I've seen multiple reports, whether they're credible or not. If they like Will Levis, and he's there at 41, you want to talk about value. We always talk about what we're going to have to give up to get a guy. This would be the only situation where you have to give up literally zero to get a possible top quarterback prospect. If it's if it's Hooker, I'm not going to be pissed either. But you're going to have your chance to get one of them at 41. But I think wide receiver is what's going to actually happen.
1: Uh, my turn? Yes, sir. Um. Well, no. I mean, as far as the other things go, I think obviously Detroit's pick I thought um was not irresponsible, but I figure you have Swift who's obviously had trouble staying on the field but is electric. You have David Montgomery, um, and then you you pick the running back. I thought um, uh, Jalen Carter should have been the pick at, I think, for them at six, six because then you would have had um, – who's the kid that took last year? Hutchinson. You yeah. would have had Hutchinson and Jalen Carter on the same defensive line, which to me would have been Filthy. fucking scary, um, but – Listen, teams have their uh, own ideas and their own ideologies and how they want to build their teams. Uh, that was a surprising pick for me, though, then passing up on Carter and then taking a running back when they traded back. Um, I thought the second most surprising pick for me is, and I was actually at my one of my best friend's houses, who is a, um, he's a football fan, but he's a big Justin Herbert guy, so he's rode with the Chargers the last few years. And I told him, man, if Zay Flowers is there, you have to take him. Smith and Jigba went to pick before to Seattle. He wanted Smith and Jigba if he was there at 21. Um, 21 came around. Smith and Jigba went to pick before. I said, dude, it's got to be Zay Flowers. They need a burner. They got these big receivers. They need a burner. And they took a basically another clone of Mike Williams and Quinton Johnson. Um, and then, obviously, Zay Flowers went the next pick. And now they have Rashad Bateman, OBJ, Zay Flowers, Mark Andrews. And Lamar Jackson had just got weapons out of his ass now. So um, not to mention if J.K. Dobbins stays healthy for a year, they're going to be a problem. Not to mention they're extremely well-coached, a well-run franchise. So I would say the two biggest surprises for me were the Lions pick and then uh, the Chargers taking um Quinn Johnson over Zay Flowers. That being said, Sal, let's not shut the door on a quarterback tomorrow because you can get your wish tomorrow, big guy. You could get your wish tomorrow. We can get Hendon Hooker. We can get Will Levi's. Um, I think the prudent decision would be to take the best available player on the board, which is what it seems like the Titans strategy was tonight. I think they wanted Stroud. The opportunity did not present itself. They were patient, they stayed back, they took what could be the best offensive lineman in this draft. And how do you build a team? You build it from the inside out, and I know we're aching for a receiver. I I, I know, and I feel you, and I'm, I'm with you 100%. But I think tomorrow, if I think we can go a couple different ways. I think we could go mayor if he's there 41. I think we could go Hyatt if he's there. I think we could go Mingo if he's there. I think we can go either Levees or Hooker if he's there. We don't know what the Titans are thinking. If it was up to me, it seems like that they're pretty content with rolling with Tannehill. Uh, not to use the word content in a negative way, but seems like they're pretty set on letting him you know, play out the last year of his deal, and I think we're going to take another short thing when it comes to life after Tannehill and the next generation of Titans, which is going to be Burks, which is going to be Chig, which is going to be Skaronsky, which hopefully for me is, is Michael Mayer tomorrow. I've been pounding the table for this guy for a long time. I know he's not a needle mover. He's a tight end. But if he can be your guy our for seven,
0: tight ends are needle movers. They if, are.
1: if if so, if, so if, if you're if, if you're your giving after the next seven, eight, nine years, and you don't have to worry about this kid off the field, he's intelligent. He's going to bust his ass. Look what he put up last year at Notre Dame. I think it was nine hundred yards and six touchdowns with the second string quarterback. Yeah, I mean, he's got, a
2: knack, he's got a knack for the end zone for sure. So if you if you had if we all had a hundred dollars in our pockets right now and we had to bet who's going to be the second round pick. Who, who are you putting your money on tomorrow? I
1: mean, it's hard to say which actual player. I think it's more fair to say which position it'll be, and that's, I think that's it'll, fine. And I think it'll be an offensive skill player, whether it be wide receiver or tight end. Oh. Um, I think we're pretty content at this point with rotting it out with Tannehill and saying we can get out of him this year. Because guess what? If Tannehill is anything over these quarterbacks, we we were talking to AC before it started. This pod started. It's experience. I mean, what has Stroud or Richardson really shown you at the NFL level? Nothing. They're going to be rookies. Lawrence, his first year was dog shit. The second year, he looked great. But guess what? Tannehill's got a decade of experience on them. You know what I mean? We still arguably have the best coach in the division. So I think we're pretty content with riding it out with Tannehill. I think tomorrow we could put our our best bet on best offensive skill player that, that is available, whether it be Mayer or uh, Hyatt or Mingo. I think that we take an offensive skill player that is not a quarterback.
0: I'm going to go bold. I'm going to make a bold prediction here. Um, we
2: love bold predictions on this podcast.
0: I, I don't I, – only because I don't think – I don't think uh, Mingo is going to be there at 41. I don't – I think he's going to be taken before then, the first 10 picks of the first second round. And when that happens – I think they're going to be more inclined to take a quarterback based on the fact of value, best value available. They went with best player available in the first round. I think value is going to be a bigger, a bigger, um, you know, bullet point for this second round pick. And the fact that Hooker and or Levis are going to be there at 41, I think they're going to say, listen, it's a need. If we get rid of Tanhill after June 1st, we're going to save up more money. And if they really want to see what, what, what the deal is, then they just got to take a shot. And they got to go for it. So I think one of those two guys is going to be taking a 41. Each minute that passes, I think about it more and more, and we'll have to see. But I don't see really any value at the 41st pick of what's available. I mean, I know this Meyer kid's, really good, but I'll be honest, I'd rather take another offensive lineman than take a tight Mare, end.
1: Mare. Mare. You're going to be our tight end for the think, next eight years. Get it in the right Mare.
0: I'd rather take another, I'd rather take a guard at 41 and just absolutely have the best offensive line in the National Football League than take a tight end when it's really not a need, because we've got a pass-catching tight end. We've got a, we, we can find blocking tight ends in our sleep. Um, I don't just, I don't think it's a need when you, you need a guy on the outside that we don't have or at least the second guy on the outside. So that would be, be what I think.
2: So I agree with kind of both of you here. So if I had my $100 in my pocket and I was a betting man, I'm splitting that and I'm going 50-50 because we do need offensive skill players. That's why I'm going Jalen Hyatt and I'm going Hendon Hooker. Either one of those at 41 will be the pick for me. So uh, we'll see how volunteer. the Huh?
0: A volunteer, one yep. of them.
2: Vo- yeah, one, one of the volunteers uh, for me at, at 41 tomorrow. So we'll see All right,
0: see. just like that, we did 40 minutes. It feels like it's been 10, but I say that every single week. Um, listen, if we take Hooker oh God, or Levis. Time flies. Time flies That's when it. you're having fun. And when you're drinking Rolling Rocks, I can tell you that <laughs> much. Um, listen, if we take Hooker or Levis, we're going to have to come on here for about 10 minutes and talk about it tomorrow, so we'll let that play out. Otherwise, we'll definitely be back on to do a full draft recap, go over every single pick. Uh, and try to figure out a way to have some optimism for 2023 because right now, getting a left t- or a guard that or a tackle, that's probably going to pay guards. Uh, that's just really not getting me excited when we have no future at our quarterback or receivers besides one guy. So, so um, Scott, you yeah. got a you got a
1: Luan jersey. Take it to your local wherever sports store and have them strip off the Luan. Nah, a yeah, man,
0: man. Luan's, <laughs> a, Luan's, Luan's an OG Titan, bro. I'm I'm, I'm keeping that man. I got a lot fair of love enough. for him, so uh, fair enough. Yeah, and it wasn't his choice to leave; he was kicked out, so you can't use that against him. But uh, so, yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. Uh, make sure you like, subscribe. You know, I don't bring this up too. Definitely turn that that bell on, so you're always notified when we're coming on. People who did probably were able to watch in tonight, so um, make sure you check us out. We'll have excellent content on here, on Twitter, and all the other platforms. So, uh, anything else you want to you guys want to add before we attempt to go to sleep tonight? Yeah, anything I don't think they're going to have any trouble, though. Any, <laughs> any,
1: Anything but Trey Lance tomorrow and I'm on board. Wow.
2: Please and need a wide receiver. Let's get this wide receiver train going.
0: Absolutely. I'm going to do you guys all a favor and leave my shirt on tonight. But Thank Make you. sure everyone's have a great night, great day, great week, and we'll uh, catch you on the flip. As always, tighten up and Sammy, send me out. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast Talking Titans on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.